Hey everybody, welcome to episode 55 of Junior Golf Keys. I'm your host, Matt, and I'm really glad that you tuned in this week. I really appreciate it. Uh, podcast continues to grow. It's because of you, the audience, that it continues to grow. You guys tune in each and every week. You share the episodes um, you know, via out there on social media or you know, just sending it off to a friend uh, or somebody that you have a connection with that also has ties to Junior Golf uh, who is looking for a platform that they can just learn from, uh, that will continue to help them in their junior golf journey, whether they're a player, a coach, or a parent, uh, definitely trying to be that resource for them to gain some knowledge in their own journey. So thank you very much, I really appreciate it. I always encourage you guys to continue to connect with us on social media, at Junior Golf Keys on all social media platforms. Uh, you can also email me, juniorgolfkeys at gmail.com. Always love to hear from you guys, always love to engage. Uh, you guys really help me drive this show. You help me understand more about what it is you need as an audience uh, to learn about so that you can help navigate your junior golf journey and uh, really happy to be that resource for you guys. So thank you very much for everything that you guys do. I really appreciate it. Um, I'm excited for our guest this week. We're welcoming back Max Moldovan, a freshman golfer at The Ohio State University. Uh, Max has been on the program before, actually pretty early on. Uh, at the time, he was just named the AJGA Rolex Player of the Year, um, but he has now transitioned to Ohio State and uh, college life, college golf life, um, you know, going out on his own a little bit, you know, further from home. And, uh, you know, that comes with some transitions, some learning, some challenges, uh, but also some good things too. And uh, Max definitely gives us some good insight to what that transition has been like for him. Uh, he's currently ranked 67th in the world uh, based on the World Amateur Golf Rankings and uh, has strung together a couple nice events. They didn't really play a fall season at Ohio State uh, this semester just given everything going on with COVID, but Max was able to get out there and compete uh, a few times this year in some amateur events out there. Um, had a couple top 20 finishes in the North and South Amateur Championship and the Western Am, uh, where he took 17th in both of those events, and then rounded out the top 25 at the Azalea Invitational. So um, as you guys know, if you listen to the first episode with Max, um, you know he's just a, a, a great young man. He's got a great head on his shoulders. Uh, he's somebody that I think young players can learn a lot from, and some of you parents that are out there that are looking for a role model for your kids uh, I think Max is one of those guys that you can definitely uh, turn them on to to follow him and follow his journey. And uh, he's definitely going to provide some uh, good information for, for those kids and a good role model, somebody for them to look up to. So excited to have him back, excited to dive into the conversation. We're going to talk about everything having to do with his transition to college, uh, you know, maybe some shifts that he's made in his practice and playing routines. Um, you know, shifts to living on his own and, you know, what that looks like uh, being out of the house. Uh, I think for the first time, uh, really, you know, living, you know, living away from home, we're going to get some insight into that. Um, we also talked on the last episode that I had Max on about his relationship with his dad as an instructor. Um, obviously, you know, there's some different dynamics uh, now for him being a little bit further away, still within driving distance, but, you know, that day-to-day -day interaction uh, with his coach, with his instructor, with his father. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about how that shifted 
and uh, the success that they're having there. So um, love having conversations with Max. Really excited to welcome him on. And uh, I actually pulled this video. We did a live stream on Instagram, so I ripped the audio out of it uh, for this podcast specifically. Uh, but you can catch the video on YouTube as well, or uh, Instagram TV is up there as well if you want to watch that chat live uh, where you can see both of us there in video. So really excited to get into that talk. But before I do, I want to talk about my partner, Golf Kicks. Golf Kicks has changed the game when it comes to golf spikes. Uh, they've won Innovations Award from my my golf spy, Golf Digest. Uh, they did a deal with Mark Cuban on Shark Tank. That what they've done is they've taken uh, a golf spike and they've made it compatible to pretty much any tennis shoe that's out there with a decent rubber sole on it. So for all you sneakerheads out there, you can take some of your favorite pairs of sneakers and uh, you can convert those into golf shoes with these aftermarket spikes that Golf Kicks has come up with. And um, I love the product. I think it's super innovative. Um, it gives us the ability to have the comfort of a golf shoe, but the function, I'm sorry, the comfort of a sneaker, but the functionality of a golf shoe. And I think that that's a, a really good thing uh, for those of you that are looking for something comfortable to wear that's also gonna perform like a regular golf shoe would. So uh, definitely check them out, golfkicks.com. And uh, you know, as a partner, they've been able to give you the audience um, an opportunity to uh, gain 20% off on your order. So if you go to golfkicks.com and use the code JGK20, like junior golf keys, JGK20, you can get 20% off your order today. So I definitely encourage you to do that. Holidays are coming up. Time to uh, you know jump in and, and buy some golf spikes for your uh, favorite golfers out there. And uh, without further ado, you guys sit tight. We'll be right back with our guest this week, Max Moldovan. Not much, Matt. How are you? Good, buddy. How are you? I'm doing well. Good. You uh, hanging in the dorm room today? No, I actually just uh, just drove home back to Green, and my family and I are leaving for the Azalea Invitational tomorrow. Oh, nice. Cool, yeah. man. I well, appreciate you doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, I was uh, I was looking back at our schedule and I think it was just shy of a year ago uh, you jumped on for the first time and uh, we had a really good conversation just about you know how you got introduced to the game and you know what your path has been so far and you know interesting year with transition into to college but um, want to jump in and talk a little bit about that if you guys haven't had a chance to kind of listen to Max's story and what his path and journey has been like. Uh, he's now in his first semester at Ohio State as a freshman, uh, but you can listen to that full episode um, on the podcast. I'll make sure that I share that again, uh, episode 14. And uh, we just had a really good conversation. I really enjoyed it and we've kept in touch throughout the past year. So um, I'm just curious what's going on with you, man. How's, uh, how's this year been and how, uh, how's your transition been to Ohio State so far? Yeah, um, I mean, this this year's been different than I was anticipating for sure, but it was still really good. I had a, a pretty full schedule this summer, um, got to play a lot of tournaments and still was able to travel some even with everything going on. But uh, yeah, it was good to, to be able to still compete. And then um, transition to college wise, um, it's been different than what I was expecting, um, you know, before COVID hit and yeah. Um, not, I mean, not having a, a season this fall, um, was, or has been, uh, definitely 
a little bit disappointing, but um, it's a good opportunity for our team to to get closer to each other, get to know each other better, um, get better. Um, we got to take advantage of this time because obviously there's a lot of conferences that aren't playing. So if we can take advantage of this and really improve as a team and individually throughout this time, then I think that'll uh, prepare us well for the spring season. And um, we still, a lot of our guys have been able to play some individual events and this will be my second individual event uh, since the semester started. So, nice. um, so yeah, we, we got a good team and we're really excited to uh, hopefully get out and compete this spring. Yeah. Um, well, as you said, you know, it's kind of, you know, there's pluses and minuses to what's, you know, positives and negatives, I guess, to what's going on right now. But, um, you know, one of the things we talked about the last time on the podcast was you kind of gave us an idea of what you thought uh, your role might be coming in, you know, as a freshman. Um, you know, what does that look like this semester for you so far in transition? I mean, I know you mentioned you guys are spending a lot of time together. Team camaraderie is important. Leadership in a, you know, team unit is important. Um, yeah. so how do you kind of see your role and transition that way? Um, I mean, like I said, we got a, we got a really strong team. We had a, one of our guys won. We all had, we had five of us play in the Merido Invitational last week in Texas. And one of our guys went out and won it. So That's awesome. I, finished, I, had, I finished 11th and we had a couple other guys play real well. So, I mean, we're, we're, like I said, really excited for, for the spring. Cause we think we can, we think we can make some noise with, you know, all the, all the big name schools. Yeah. But, um, but I mean, it's going to take a lot to get there. And like you said, leadership's really important. Um, the veteran guys on the team um, have been good so far and encouraging us and um, setting an example of how to work hard. And um, yeah, I mean, in terms of my role, I think that um, I definitely have a, a position where I can definitely take leadership as well. And, um, you know, I have a lot of guys that I've been close with on the team before I got here and um, getting here, gotten even closer to some other guys. So, um, yeah, I think the team respects me and I respect all of them. And I think we're kind of in a situation where we can all lead each other. So I think yeah. it's good. Yeah, for sure. It's good when, you know, there's a little bit of push and pull from all directions and everybody's just kind of figuring out, you know, where they fit in and what, what their best role is on the team. Right. Yeah. Um, I want to pause real quick. Thank you guys for joining. Uh, feel free to drop any questions in and, you know, uh, we'll have Max answer some questions live from you guys if you've got anything that you want him to touch on. But um, can you go in a little bit deeper on uh, – you, you mentioned, like, you know, the older guys, the upperclassmen on the team, um, you know, leading by example, working hard. What is that – can you go into some of the specifics of, you know, what you're seeing and what you're able to – I guess just observe and be around um, that's kind of rubbing off on you in a positive way. Uh, yeah, it's really good to see guys that, um, that really put a good emphasis on getting their schoolwork done like as soon as they can. So it opens up time for them to go practice. And obviously it's different having online classes right now, but um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of our guys put an emphasis on getting our work done so that we have, all afternoon or all morning, whatever it might be to, to be at the course and get better. And most of the time, like if I have an empty afternoon, I get all my stuff done. I show up at the course. We have at least two or three or four guys there grinding on something, yeah. whether it's short game or ball striking, whatever it is. So 
it's good to see um it's good to see everybody working hard uh yeah. definitely encourages all of us to to really push ourselves and and want to beat not only guys on our team but the guys that we're going to face uh once we have a season yeah for sure um last time you were on you talked a little bit about your playing and practice routines and kind of the setup that you've got for uh, or that you had um you know, just to prepare your game and continue to work and develop that. Uh, you know, you've got, it's just different this semester, right? Because, you know, before you were in, you know, in high school, obviously, and you've got, uh, you're at a public high school, you know, you had a pretty set schedule in terms of school and then, um, you know, practice afterwards and play afterwards and stuff like that. But, you know, it sounds like with online school, um, sounds like you've obviously got your priorities right. And it sounds like the team as a whole is, you know, doing a good job of, you know, making sure that you tackle the important stuff with academics and then, um, you know, obviously jumping in and, and tying that into golf as well. So with that more freedom, more flexibility, I think that's one of the things that um, I think it concerns parents, you know, when they send their child off to school, you know, how are they going to be able to handle some of that freedom and flexibility? What does that look like? Yeah. Um, you know, you've got some leaders to, to lean on people that have been there and done that for maybe a couple of years. But uh, aside from that, just kind of what are you noticing in terms of just your daily flow? And, you know, how is your practice and playing routine changed up or has it not? You know, what does that look like for you? Yeah, so I've actually really enjoyed the, like I said, the flexibility and um, like a typical day for me so far has been we usually pra we either practice or play 18 holes usually around eight o'clock um done by noon go get something to eat and then uh do homework get all my stuff done i need to get done and that opens me up around usually three or four o'clock maybe five o'clock and i can go you know now it's obviously getting dark in ohio at like six forty, seven o'clock but um but when i got to campus in august and september it was light till seven thirty-eight. so I've been able to get three hours of kind of individualized practice in at the end of the day. And that's the kind of stuff I enjoy and um, just going out and, you know, we, we play a couple times every week. So I just, I find like, what do I need to work on right now to, to get my yeah. overall game in a good spot. And um, it's just, it's nice to have that freedom of kind of just doing your own thing almost. Um, yeah. Working on what you want to work on and what you think you need to work on. Um, yeah, I've really, I've really enjoyed the, the opportunity to have some, uh, some good, some good individual work and kind of a, an open schedule. And I think the online classes have helped with that for me. Cause, um, obviously like the class time itself is the same, but only one of my classes I have to actually be on and watch at, at one time. So if I just yeah. get my work done, then I have a lot of the data to myself to get better. Yeah, for sure. Um, one of the things that we talked about last time we connected was uh, the relationship between you and your dad as, as your coach. Yeah. Um, obviously, it may have been a little bit easier, you know, with you guys being right there and, um, you know, living in the same house and, you know, you're practicing at the same course that he's at. How has that changed, um, you know, just the dynamic between coaching uh, between you and your dad? I mean, what does that look like from a remote basis? I mean, you're home right now, so uh, you're obviously fairly close to home. It's not a very far drive. But with that being said, uh, I know you're not going back and forth every single day. So, I mean, how are you, how yeah. are you and your dad 
working through that from a distance? So I think a big thing for us has just been, I mean, I've, I've come home now. I think it's my third time coming home just for whether it be a day or two or, you know, play 18 holes with him on Sunday morning, whatever it might be. Just he likes to just keep up and, and see how I'm swinging it and what he thinks in my game could improve. And I've sent him a lot of swing videos, like at different times, just what do you see, what looks good, what could be better. Um, yeah. Kind of the same thing, you know, we do when I'm at home, just like over text or phone call or whatever it might be. And yeah. Um, and he went with me to Merido last week, so to have him there and watch me play the practice round, he could pick up on some things, tell me what he thinks needs to be improved. And then he's um, going with me this week. He might caddy for me down at the Azalea Invitational. So, okay. um, so yeah, it's, it's been different for sure, but um, it's nice to be only two hour drive from home. So, you know, yeah. if I want to, if I want to go home and have him watch me hit some balls, I don't have to fly four or five hours. I can just drive and, yeah. and see what he thinks right then and there. Yeah, for sure. Um, any advice? I mean, additionally on that, I mean, I think that's something that, you know, in general, families are always looking for, you know, who's the right person for my child to work with and those types of things. But, yeah. um, you know, the scenario you're in is an inevitable scenario. If you're a good player that's going to go play at a university that's not, you know, directly in proximity uh, to where your coach is. So, I mean, any advice that you can give to players or parents out there around uh, just making that dynamic work uh, remotely? Yeah, I think, I think it's really important to, to work with somebody uh, instruction wise that you really feel comfortable around somebody that you're like, not just, not just your swing coach, but somebody you're almost friends with. Um, yeah. Cause you know, when you're not with them in person and you're going to call them or FaceTime, you want to be able to have a, you know, a, flowing conversation or what I mean a virtual lesson whatever you want to call it but um it's important to have somebody that you that you trust for sure and someone that knows your game I think is really important maybe not just somebody that watches you hit balls on the range but somebody that will go out on the course with you and see how you play and see your strengths and weaknesses out on the course and then um, I think all those things really help um in terms of finding somebody who can who can help you become better yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that's really good advice. Um, I want to go to the question queue here. We've got one from a guy I think you know. Yeah. Uh, who played at Ashland. Actually, Cole Smith and I just connected today. He made a comment on one of my posts, the episode I did with my dad. Uh, my dad's in the insurance business, um, which I think you might know. He plays out of Westfield Country Club up there close to you guys. Um, yeah. But Cole asked uh, – Who's your favorite teammate and why? I don't know if that's a question that you want to dive into, but uh, it's one that he's throwing out there. So I don't know if you want to uh, or how you want to answer that, but that's something that he's curious about. Um, <laughs> yeah, Cole, interesting question. But, uh, I mean, I don't want to pick one guy. But, sure. you know, I have I have kind of a, a few guys that I like to hang out with on a day-to-day -day basis, like – like playing golf, practicing outside golf. Um, I've been comfortable with uh, a few guys and guys that I've known for more than just getting here, like know them a yeah. little bit before prior to getting here. Um, I mean, I think I, I like everybody on our team. There's no one I don't like. We got a, we got a really good team and 
a great group of guys who want to get better and work hard. And, um, see, I don't know if I have a favorite teammate, but definitely, right. you know, I have, I have Sorry, a, really, that's a tough question. You know, we don't yeah, wanna, I have a really, yourself, right? a really <laughs> awesome squad around me. Yeah, that's good. Um, and I'm sure, you know, you lean into different people for different things, right? I mean, you just exactly. develop, you know, different relationships and they form, um, uh, you know, because of the interactions that you guys have and, um, you know, they, they deepen in certain areas with different people. So there's nothing wrong with that. I'm sure you've got good relationships with multiple teammates. Um, I want to, one of the things that you're going to help me with this today, uh, okay. right with it. So golf kicks is a company that I've, I've done a partnership with and, okay. um, I've been doing some contests and stuff like that. And so we're just going to kind of do one live. Uh, we're not going to do it right now, but I just want to kind of let everybody know. So golf kicks, if you guys aren't familiar with them, um, you can take any shoe, basically. So I've got a, uh, a Nike shoe here, Cork Vision, and you can put the spikes on the bottom of them. So uh, pretty much any shoe with a rubber sole. Um, you know, they've won some good innovation awards on uh, Golf Digest, My Golf Spy. They did a deal with uh, Mark Cuban on Shark Tank. And so um, I'm giving these away. They sent me a bunch of them. And uh, can you see, like, everybody that's joined um, on this thread? I'm not sure if you can kind of see uh, through the thread who they're joining or who's joining. Can you see that? Um, yeah, I can see most of the people. Okay. So at some point, maybe towards the end, I'm just going to have you do like a random scroll and just pick somebody. And I'm going to send them a pair of these things. All right. Sounds good. Okay. Um, let's talk, talk a little bit about um, just your tournament prep has your tournament prep changed any i mean i know that you've been limited in events uh this fall but i mean is there anything you've picked up on since you've transitioned into college uh obviously you've got probably a lot stiffer competition um you know the cream starts to rise as you, yeah. you know go up through college ranks and into professional ranks and you're playing in you know like u.s amateur this summer um you know you're playing against some guys that have had some really good success so has that changed at all for you um what does that look like um, so up until, up until a few days ago, I've been pretty much doing the same thing that I normally do, uh, get to a tournament, um, obviously practice round. And then usually I like to play a practice round in the morning and then kind of give myself the afternoon to see what I need to work on before I tee it up the next day. Yeah. Um, but, uh, John Cook, a multi PGA tour winner that went to Ohio yeah. state. Um, he came and talked to us last uh, a few days ago and, and kind of gave us some of his advice. And he told us that he liked to prepare his game as much as he could right before he went to the tournament so that when he played the practice rounds and he got ready, he could just focus on the course and get a good feel for the course. And I think that's something that I'm going to try to work into my routine, try and get everything dialed in before I fly or drive to wherever I'm going. And then yep. once I'm there um, – once I'm there, just focus on how can I get a good feel for this golf course so that I can play some really good golf over the next few days. Yeah. Go, go a little further into that. Like what, what does it mean to do that prior to traveling? Um, so I think, you know, we had, we had qualifying this weekend. So I've, I've got some rounds under my belt in the last few days and I kind of know um, there's a couple of things that I need to dial in and um, like, we're not leaving until the afternoon tomorrow. So I got all, all tomorrow morning to 
dial in a few of the things I think I need to get a little bit better at and get a little bit sharper before I go down to down to South Carolina. But um, yeah, just I think playing a lot, like leading up to a tournament so that you know what's going well, what's not going well, so that you can really focus on those things and have um, and kind of have your game peak at the right time. Yeah. So why is it so important to do that before and not maybe, you know, make any last minute changes when you get to the course or try to tweak some stuff there? What's what's the importance of that? I just think it's really important to have, you know, full confidence in, in what you're already doing when you get to the course for a tournament, because, you know, when you get there, if, if you have a, a questionable warm up session or hit a couple questionable shots right away in the, in the round, then you're going to, you're kind of be going to be guessing throughout the round and, and maybe try some different things. And for me, like whenever I've had to, had to like make different swing thoughts throughout a round, I've struggled a little bit. And I know like when I play my best golf, it's, I'm making a, a golf swing that just feels normal. I'm not trying to do anything different. I'm just trying to make a good swing, just a normal swing. And, um, same thing with putting. Um, like if you if you're in a spot where you're struggling with the putter out on the course, you can definitely get into your own head a little bit and try a bunch of different things. And I think it's important to yeah. stick to it, have a routine that you trust and stick to. And um, that's something I've done really well this year. I've putted it really well inside ten feet this year, and I think a big part of that is just um, trusting the prep that I had you know, before the tournament started and then just going out there and, and rolling it. Yeah. Is the, is the, is the prep work prior to, is it more technical work? Is it more routine based um, mental work? What specifically or everything all encompassing? Uh, it's kind of all together. Um, before my round, I usually like to get, I usually like to get to the course about an hour, hour and 15 minutes before I tee off. And then I'll uh, I'll putt for a good 20, 25, 30 minutes, and I'll spend probably 15 or so minutes on a mirror, just making sure that my alignment's good, my eyes are over the ball, how I want them to be, and my stroke just, just it just kind of gets me going for the day of feeling a good stroke, feeling what uh, my best stroke is. And then, and then kind of the mental side of it, I'll hit a lot of different putts speed-wise, get used to the speed, and then hit a lot of, you know, six, seven, eight footers that, it's just yeah. nice to see those putts go in before you go tee off. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it's definitely definitely important to get that prep work in. What happens when you show up at the course? Um, and I think this applies for, you know, around you're just teeing it up with buddies or, you know, you're playing in competition. Um, speak to the players or, you know, some of the young players out there. What happens when you put in the prep work and you get to the course and you start hitting balls and maybe it's just, off a little bit what what do you do um i really think that it's important to to kind of go with what you've got that day okay because it's it's really hard to make changes during a round or right before a round i think it adds a lot of stress and you know if you if you've got a certain miss that day then you kind of just have to go with it and, and make the most of you know what your game's going to give you that day obviously you're going to yeah. have days you're going to have days where you're striping it on the range and you're feeling great about it and i had one of those days at merido i was hitting it really good on the range the second round i got on the first hole and i hosel shanked <laughs> one and, and i was like what just happened i was hitting it so good on the range and then yeah. 
I kind of just took a deep breath and, and realized like it's just one swing and what I've been doing for the last few days, I've been hitting it well. So I just got to keep trusting it and was able to, to finish that tournament off with a good round the last day. So I just think you have to, you just have to trust what you've put in the work you've put in and, um, and kind of just go with, you know, what your game gives you each and every day. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think you said something there that was super important. And I just want to go back to it, which is, you know, you realize it's just one swing or it's just one shot. Yeah. Uh, I think sometimes, you know, as golfers, we can just get in the habit of, you know, looking ahead and thinking about the next hole. And, you know, currently, you know, here's where I stand. But if I can do X, Y, Z coming down the stretch, you know, I can put myself in a position to, um, you know, shoot a certain score or finish in a certain place, you know, whatever that may be. Um, I think it's a very difficult thing to do to stay internal and only focus on one shot at a time. But if you can do it, uh, the results, you know, are tremendous. I think they speak yeah. for themselves. So, I mean, what are some, you know, tips that you can give some of the young players that are out there uh, about that specifically? Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I think, I think it's a really good thing to do is, you know, when, when you're struggling, you hit that one bad shot or, a few bad shots in a row and maybe you get off to a bad start in a round, whatever it might be. I think just kind of, kind of focusing on, you know, obviously one shot at a time, but for the, for me, that means trying to hit fairways and trying to hit the middle of greens and just give myself stress-free parts. Yeah. Um, a good example at Merido. I mean, it's one of the toughest golf courses I've ever played. Probably the toughest winds always howling. I mean, it's, it's all you can eat, but, um, but I, I struggled the first day and the second day on the front nine, um, made a lot of, a lot of questionable decisions and swings, but I got to the back nine and I was like, well, you know, obviously the score is not in a great place right now, but if, you know, if we string together some pars, maybe make a birdie coming in, then it, it ends up being a decent day. And, yeah. um, both of those rounds on the back nine, I really focused on just, hitting fairways, hitting greens, and trying to get myself tap in pars. And the first round, I parred the last seven holes. Second round, I parred the last eight holes. So those those are rounds okay. that could have went the other direction, but I decided to to focus on just hitting fairways and greens and, and trying to get myself stress-free stress free pars, and, um, and it saved me some shots for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, guys, I just want to thank you guys for joining again. Um, we got Max Moldovan on. He's a freshman at Ohio State University, the Ohio State University. Um, go Buckeyes. Super excited to have him on. Uh, we're going to do a drawing here soon for uh, a pair of golf kicks. I was talking about him earlier, partner of mine. And I'm uh, going to have Max pick a winner today. Um, so I appreciate you guys joining. If you've got any questions, uh, you know, please put them in the comments section that, so that he can answer those. Um, Max, I want to talk a little bit about – you mentioned John Cook and um, – you know, having good people around you uh, to lean into and, you know, pull from their experience is very important regardless of what level you're playing at. So um, is there anybody else that, you know, since your transition to college um, has kind of jumped in and, and, and played a role for you in that way other than, um, other than John? Or, you know, is there anybody else that you'd talk about that way? Um, 
Yeah, Coach Mosley's definitely been definitely been a big help for me. Um, yeah, Coach Mosley and, and John Cook are, are probably the main two that, you know, I've looked to in situations like that. I've had a couple teammates that have really been encouraging to me and and telling me like, you know, you're gonna you're gonna have so many qualifying rounds, so many team rounds in your in your time here at Ohio State that one round's not gonna you know, it's not that big a deal. It's just go out and have fun. And yeah, um, yeah it's been good. I mean, the people that I have around me at Ohio State, I couldn't be more thankful for for those people and um yeah, but throughout the summer, um and and spring, obviously when COVID hit, one of my good friends, Justin Lauer, plays on the web dot com tour or the Corn Ferry yeah. Tour. And um he's been a big help to me. Just we played golf probably three or four times a week from April to the end of May and it was really good to to be around somebody who's had such good success and is such a hard worker. Yeah. It's it's good to be around those kind of people and um and you know see them see them work hard and and they encourage you to work hard and um yeah I, I just think um putting yourself in situations where you play with people that are really good themselves you can learn a lot um and like from john cook i mean he's had such an amazing career it's it's easy to listen to him when he's talking about what helped him be successful because he's been so successful so it, it's yeah. really good to, to listen to what successful people have, have done, what they've worked on, their habits, and, and try and learn from that. I think, I think, you know, you talk to anyone who's had any deal of success playing golf, you can learn something from them. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, that's an interesting one, too, because, uh, you know, there's obviously a lot of conversation, and there has been over, over the years about how much the game has changed. And we talk about, you know, distance and the golf ball and technology and we talk you know a lot of different stuff like that about the current game versus you know players that came up maybe in John's era um, I'd be interested to know what some of those conversations look like because you know those are topics of conversation but what are some of those like tried and trues that regardless of you know the distance and the length of the game now and the technology of the game now, what are some of those tried and true things that you and John have talked about? Yeah. One thing I really, I really picked up from John is he, he just told me, you know, play your own game and, and don't like really adapt to, to other guys that are around you and try to do things that they do or whatnot. Just like he told me, you know, you've got to where you're at because of, you know, playing your own game and trusting in your own game. And, um, and I think that's really big. That was big for me to hear that, um, from somebody as accomplished as him to hear him say, Max, you're really accomplished and you've got here because of what you've trusted in your own game. And so just yeah. go do it. And I, yeah. I think I needed to hear that because I've had, I've had times this summer where I put a lot of expectation on myself and, um, and struggled some, like at Merido, I didn't play my best golf the first two days and yeah. the third the third round out there, I just told myself, let's just go have fun today. Like with everything that's going on in the world, to get to compete in a tournament, it's it's such a amazing opportunity. So yeah. let's just go have fun and enjoy the walk and um and that's been I mean, when John told me that it was it was a really good feeling. Yeah. Is the messaging any different from you mentioned Lauer, um 
who I actually know too. Obviously, I've seen him at our Corn Ferry event that I'm involved with, the uh, Leecom Suncoast Classic down here in yeah. Florida. And then he actually practices. Uh, I think he works with an instructor out of Westfield, uh, mm -hmm. where my dad is. So I know he's been out there a few times. My brother brother-in-law has teed it up with him out there. Um, is the messaging any different from him? Somebody that's um, you know coming up through the professional ranks right now and has had some good success there. Is it any different from? him versus, uh, you know, conversations that you've had with John? Um, a little bit. I mean, in terms of Justin, I mean, we compete a lot. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's more, um, you know, friendly competition and, and kind of just pushing each other to, to play really good golf. And, um, and it's, it's, he texts me a lot, like before a tournament, he'll, He'll just send me, hey, play well this week, go tear it up, you know, that kind of thing. And to have encouragement from him. And uh, Chase Johnson's also on the Corn Ferry Tour. And yep. he keeps, I mean, he keeps up with me and, and texts me a lot. And, yeah. you know, I'll always tell him, play well this week. He'll tell me, play well this week. So to have encouragement from guys that are, um, you know, on the Corn Ferry Tour and on their way to the PGA Tour, it's, it's really really a blessing and i'm super thankful that you know i get to surround myself with those kind of people yeah for sure um yeah the people that you meet and the relationships that you build um you know that the age levels kind of blend i think you know when you start talking about the game of golf and yeah uh, you know people that have had success in different eras um you know that that game of golf kind of strips that hierarchy i think of age out of it to just be able to talk you know, golfer to golfer, competitor to competitor. Um, so I think it's pretty cool that you found that in some different people, um, you know, throughout, you know, your whole journey and then just even recently. Yeah. Um, so kind of want to move towards wrapping up, but um, talk to the, to the young players out there and, you know, is there any, any advice or anything that, um, you know, I, I can't remember every detail that you shared last time. Again, if you're tuning into this, um, you can catch Max's full um, an original episode, episode 14 um, on the podcast. And, you know, we talked a lot about, you know, some of the junior successes that he has had and, uh, you know, some of the you know good finishes he's had throughout his junior career. But, you know, that chapter of the book was written and uh, you're on a new one now. Um, any any pieces of advice that you would give some of those young players out there who are just, you know, striving to be their best that are trying to look for a good college to go play at that have aspirations of playing professionally, any of those things uh, that you would touch on? Yeah, a few things. Um, I think one of the most important things is not to not to put too much pressure on yourself. Um, yeah. Not to go into a tournament round saying, oh, I have to play so well today. So so and so coach will be interested in me or whatever it might be just if you go out there and have fun and and don't put too much pressure on yourself you're not going to have as much stress and go out there knowing that you know the work that you've put in is is super important and it's super you know it's something that you can trust and um and another thing i think is important is for me has always been short game spend a lot spend more time chipping and putting and in the bunker than you do beating balls on the range because um you know if you if you have a bad ball striking day you can turn it into a decent score if you chip and putt it well and if yeah. you have a good if you have a good ball striking day you can shoot a really good score if you chip and putt it well yeah um yeah. so i mean 
the short game is is underrated in my opinion. I mean, you see Bryson and all these guys hitting it really long. I mean, nobody talks about how good Bryson puts the ball. Mm. I mean, if he doesn't putt it half as good as he did at the U.S. Open, he doesn't even finish in the top five. Yeah. So, I mean, putting and chipping is is such a big part of the game. And if you if you get really good at those and you, you have some real confidence around the green and think, oh, I can get it up and down from here, this guy over here might not be able to, but I practice yeah. the shot, I can get it up and down. And I think that's really important. And And, yeah, I think – you know, those two things, not adding too much pressure on yourself and, and really trusting in the short game work and overall work that you put in is is really important. Yeah. What would you say to the player that uh, would respond to the short game piece of it and say that, yeah, you know, that sounds great. Um, you know, I work on my short game, but, you know, I'm of the mindset that if I can really perfect my ball striking – then, you know, the short game doesn't really matter that much um, at the end of the day. What what kind of advice do you have for that player? Um, I've I mean I've gotten a lot better ball striking wise over the last couple of years, but I've noticed yeah. that you know you're not going to hit 18 greens, 17 greens very often. I mean, you can have a really good ball striking day, but you can get a couple of questionable bounces and hit 13 greens and say, well, I hit, sure. I hit it well today, but you know, you got five holes where you got to get it up and down. And if you only get it up and down twice, then you're making three bogeys or worse. And then you're putting yourself behind the pace. But if you, if you work on your ball, if you work on your short game um, consistently and, and become really good out of the bunkers and out of the rough chip in and out of the fairway chip in and, you know, a bunch of different areas, then, you know, you can, you can still hit it really good. You can hit 15 greens, but those three chips, you get three good chips, you're gonna make you're gonna make three pars and and then from there, you know, you hit fifteen greens, you get a lot of birdie opportunities. So if you can just have a majority of the holes that you miss the green, you get up and down, then it's gonna save you shots. No matter how good your ball yeah. striking is, you're gonna Yeah, miss I mean I definitely shots. agree with Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with uh that philosophy a whole a hundred percent. Um, you know, I know there are some people out there that question it a little bit um, but I think that you know it's been a big topic of conversation with all, everybody that has been on this show that has had good success um, it's a common thread in that success so uh, I think it's it's great advice and uh, I appreciate you sharing that for sure yeah for sure. Um, any last minute questions by anybody out there uh, before we start to wrap up here with Max again Max I really appreciate you coming back um, I'm excited for you and I'm excited for um, you know, you to get out there in the spring and, you know, compete with the team. And, you know, I, I think that you're going to have a lot of really good success. Um, I think you've already seen, just I can tell in kind of our conversation, um, you know, a couple switches that have flipped and, you know, your, your, your mentality uh, behind the transition, I think has been a, a really strong one. And, you know, obviously I can tell that uh, even just a short amount of time, from when we first met, um, you know, you've had some really good growth and mindset and, uh, and success. So um, I appreciate you being on and sharing some of that information with this group, because I think there's a lot that people can take away from somebody that's similar in age that um, is out there competing day in and day out. And uh, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. It's always good to, to, to check in and um, yeah. hang out with you for a little bit and just talk yeah. golf and, and life and, um, 
hopefully encourage some people and give some good advice to to all the juniors that are trying to trying to get really good. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, with that being said, is there anything that you know, golf aside, um, any life advice for some of the younger ones out there? Um, I mean, I really think surrounding yourself with you know a good support system is huge because you know when you when you want to have guy people that you want to have people that are going to be there for you on your good days and on your bad days um and i've i've had that a lot especially this year um i haven't played i mean i played decent this summer but i haven't you know hit any of the the high goals that i had coming into the summer but you know my mom my dad um my friends my girlfriend they've all been there they've all encouraged me they've pushed me to to keep working and and they all say eventually you know you're gonna hit those goals eventually you know if you keep working hard it's all gonna it's all gonna come to to a plan at the right time and um and I've you know I was raised a big Christian and and I'm always gonna believe that you know at the right time God's gonna put you where you want to be and and I think and I think trusting in God and and trusting in his plan for you is is the best thing you can do with your life. I agree with you. I think that's uh, really sound advice coming from you that, you know, some of these young players uh, up and coming can learn from just about life. And obviously yeah. she's got golf advice too, but uh, I appreciate you sharing that information. Yeah. For so sure. I don't think we've got any other questions that have come in. Um, can you do me a favor and just do like a quick scroll and just pick a name? Um, and I'm going to, call them out and send them a pair of these golf kicks uh, spikes that they can convert some sneakers into golf shoes. All right. Sounds like, sounds good. I'll like close my eyes or something and scroll on (laughs) wherever my fingers are. I'll just. Okay. All right. Jacques Armstrong. John. Spell it for me. J. 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 A. C. Q. U. E. S. J A C Q U E S underscore uh-huh. Armstrong. All right. 23. All right. So uh, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Jackie's Armstrong, maybe. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't know if I'm screwing that up. If I am, I apologize. Uh, but Max has selected you. I'm gonna send you a pair of golf kicks if you're still on. Uh, DM me your address. Otherwise, I'll send you a DM and uh, get that for you so I can send these out. But, um, Max, it's been a pleasure, man. I really appreciate it. I enjoy staying in touch with you. Um, you know, I just appreciate, you know, being close to and understanding, kind of having like an inside view as to, you know, what you and some of the young, other young players who are up and coming and having good success, uh, what you're doing and, and, and how you're doing and how you're doing it. Um, I think it's super important. So thanks a lot, man. I really appreciate your time and uh, good luck this week. Appreciate it, Matt. Yeah, anytime. Just let me know and I'll be happy to to come on here and talk to you. So thanks for having me. All right, bud. You're welcome. Have a good one. You too. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. I really appreciate you. Uh, tuning in this week and uh, listening to that chat with Max. Um, what a great kid. 
uh, I say kid, he's not, what a great young man. Um, you know, he's had obviously a lot of success in the junior golf world. He's transitioned to Ohio State. And, um, you know, I definitely think we're going to keep seeing his name out there uh, in events and competitions uh, where he's you know, going to be towards the top of those leaderboards. So he's got some good advice for you guys, golf-wise, life-wise, and I hope you enjoyed this chat. Uh, appreciate you guys tuning in. Have a great day. Well, guys, that wraps up episode 55 of Junior Golf Keys with our guest this week, Max Moldovan, freshman golfer at The Ohio State University. Uh, really appreciate Max for his time jumping on here. Um, you know, we've had an opportunity to connect with him a couple different times, and he's always bringing some good value to this group. So thank you, Max, for your time, and thank you uh, to you all as the audience for tuning in this week. I do really appreciate it. As always, I encourage you, if you took any value away from this episode, please share it. Please leave a review. Also, make sure that you subscribe so that you don't miss out on some of the exciting guests that we've got coming up. And I hope you join me next week for another episode of Junior Golf Keys.